Hey guys, in this episode, we're going to be going over the book The Happiness Hypothesis by Jonathan David Haidt. And he is an American social psychologist as well as a professor of ethical leadership at New York University Stern School of Business as well as an author. And his main areas of study are psychology of morality and moral emotions. So I think Haidt, Haidt mentions that the basic principles of happiness, uh, which is which belongs in the subconscious and conscious mind. So a lot of times what Haidt mentions is that there's the writer, which is the conscious mind, and the subconscious mind, which is the elephant. And for us to achieve happiness, we have to basically train the rider to tame the elephant. So, for example, when we're breathing, we're not really thinking about it. We're just breathing in and out and not even really even thinking about it ever. Even when we go to sleep, we don't think about it. And he calls this the subconscious mind. And we do things such as pick up weights or drive a car and with those we are doing that consciously and so basically a big situ uh, a big point that he mentions out is that happiness is similar in that certain situations will make you happy and certain situations will make you unhappy and you can consciously try to be happy but it's the emotions and the subconscious that dictates this. So the good news is, is that we can work on training our conscious mind into tricking the subconscious mind to be happy. And what he does is uh, he talks about what you can do and what you can practice on in the book so that basically your conscious and your logical and your rational brain can uh, work on loosening up the, the elephant and also becoming a little bit more happy so there's a little there's a couple of tricks uh for example there's a study that's been done that if you plan for a best case and a worst case scenario um it can help make you more calm so in my opinion i feel like with that the reason why you're more calm is because your mind isn't as cluttered it's not all over the place you can actually see if you write things down you can actually see what um, the worst case scenario is and in that sense you can prepare for it versus if it's something broad and the problem is huge such as um, you know you're, you, you have cancer or something like that um, if you don't know the next steps and you don't know how to organize your thoughts and do a little bit more research that vague statement can be very daunting and terrifying but if let's say for example you do some research and you find out that there's a cure for this cancer and maybe you just have to take medication for it then it won't be as scary you know and so um with that we, we really need to be aware of our emotions and our thoughts and basically not just 
reacting mindlessly to what's in front of us. So a couple things that he's going to lay out for us in terms of ways to be happier um, include basically um, number one is being appreciative. So I think when you do this, you you don't think about what you don't have and instead you think about what you do have so when you're grateful for things that's 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 giving you positive feelings and it's one of the easiest ways to increase your happiness because you're humbling yourself to a higher power and for this it could be either uh being grateful and appreciative for your family for god for having a job for even having a car it could be anything and as as cliche as it sounds it's it's always somebody out there has it a lot worse than you which might not click well with everyone with this statement but at the same time there have been for the most part someone else going through what you are going through at this moment and has been able to overcome it so i think if you think about it in that way that should be that should give you a little bit more hope and a little bit more positivity so that you can use that momentum to move forward so a a quick method of uh of doing this is just writing down a list of everything that you're grateful for because when you're constantly on the grind when you're constantly working to quote-unquote be happier you're not actually thinking about what you already have and i think when you're constantly on the go you're also not patient as well because you're always trying to go on and grab the next thing and i think that is what causes a lot of stress and anxiety because you're not in the present moment and you're not thinking about what you already do have what you're grateful for you're just thinking about the future and so a good way to practice gratitude is to just sit down and, and write down just five things that you're thankful for um, on a daily basis and then once you have a bad day you can go back and look at that and I think that that helps a lot because it, it puts things in perspective. So with this, it's um, it also ties into meditation, right? So there's a lot of different types of meditation out there. And there, uh, Jonathan basically uh, mentions meditation as being like a happy pill, but with no side effects. So they have there's hundreds of ceos and entrepreneurs that claim that uh, meditation has helped them with their success and there's a ton of evidence that's out there um, even if you do it a couple minutes a day i think it's a great way to help slow the mind because we're going at a million miles an hour we're always thinking about what's next and what we want and our desires and things like that and at least with meditation if you focus on the present and you focus on your breathing you can basically take a shower for your mind and with that also helps 
um, clear your mind because you're always thinking of a million different things. And so I think meditation is a great way to bring awareness to yourself, or bring awareness to what brings you happiness, brings awareness to what you actually want in life. So I think that's a good way to also implement and also start your journey on being a little bit happier as well. Um, the next, the next um, thing that Jonathan Haidt mentions as well is to do cognitive therapy, uh, which is basically psychology talk for just journaling. So uh, a lot of times um, we have, like I said, a million things going on in our mind, but we're not very focused on exactly what we're thinking about. Uh, we're always reacting to everything and I think that once you put all of your thoughts out on paper and actually think about it, I think that can be very therapeutic because a lot of times we're stressed out because we're very unsure about something. So for example, if you are running a hundred mile race, an ultra marathon, when you're thinking about when you're thinking about running a hundred miles, that could be very daunting and, and and scary at the same time, because a hundred miles is such a big chunk. But kind of like journaling, you're you're mapping out everything, right? So you can say you can say to yourself, um, I'm I'm going to run. Um, six miles every single hour and that's all I need that's all I want to focus on and when you do this six miles isn't as bad as a hundred miles so if you focus on breaking it down into smaller chunks it makes it a lot easier to accomplish and it also doesn't overwhelm the brain so just like with that, journaling helps mind dump all of your thoughts and all of your um, stresses, all of your anxiety. And it basically helps clear your mind into figuring out what's actually important, what actually to prioritize and what you don't need to worry about. So you could give journaling a try. Might not work for everyone, but that is also a tip that Jonathan gives. Um, the next thing that he talks about is um, basically taking care of your body. So one thing he talks about is that um, there have been uh, multiple studies that show that exercise is just as effective as Prozac in reducing depression. And something as simple as like a walk every single day or um, a quick run or swim and it doesn't have to be an hour long two hour long anything crazy as long as you get the blood flowing as long as you're moving you're doing push-ups you're you're slowly getting the blood flowing it can help with all it, it can help with all of your hormones especially if you do a little bit longer periods of time it will help release that um, adrenaline it will help release all of these feel happy hormones and i think once you make it a habit you can in a way get addicted to these uh, happy feelings happy hormones to the point where you're constantly doing it and i think that if you're going to get quote unquote addicted to something um, exercising would be a great 
thing to get addicted to because at least it helps clear your mind um basically make your body um well-rounded well uh well refined and overall that does help with your mental state so if your physical state is is good doing really well then it also pushes to help your mental state as well so exercise is a great way to um to slowly fight depression as well as these negative feelings as well um, the next thing that he talks about is the power of love and he talks about how humans are so deeply um, social human beings so without love and companionship and a tribe it's it's going to be hard for us to be happy because a lot of us have feelings we have emotions we're not robots we're not a tree we're not a laptop or a table desk and because of our emotions we do need that companionship we need that love we need that warmth and this could be your spouse it could be your best friend it could be your friends and a way you can increase your happiness is to basically start listing out ways that um, you can basically become a better person around them and you can show them your appreciation you can show them um, basically how much they mean to you and um, the feelings of uh, reciprocation Um, a lot of times when you when you show them positive feelings they will reciprocate that back to you and because of this love it does increase your mental state which would in turn increase your physical state as well and overall just well-being of yourself so um the next thing that he talks about is called building a tribe and he dives a little bit deeper into the importance of having healthy relationships and i think something that's important to mention here is that sometimes you you really need to just cut off all the negative people in your life maybe you don't have to cut them off completely but just at the very least be aware of who you bring into your life on a daily basis so this can be hard especially if that negativity is your parents or your family or your friends and you have to sit back and take a step back and think about how is this person Um, making your life better in the long run right so if it's your family and you don't want to cut them off you could also just limit the time you spend with them or if you hang out with them you could just give them a phone call that way when you if they are negative and they do bring you down your exposure to them isn't as much as if you constantly hang out with them And I do think that that does uh, affect your life overall because when you're developing mental strength, if you're constantly surrounded by negativity, I think that's hard for you to push forward. I think maybe later on in life, once your mental strength is a little bit stronger, you can deal with these things and you probably won't even care as much. But I do think that on a daily basis, if you're just constantly going through negativity, 
then it's going to be hard to become happy. So um, with that, it's very important to develop good friendships, good healthy relationships, and figure out who you want to spend more time with and who you don't want to spend more time with. So um, things you could do to meet other people is figure out figure out a hobby or something or a passion that you really are into and there's a lot of meetup groups there there should be a lot of meetup groups around your area that have the same and similar interests you can find facebook groups you can find discord groups youtube uh, channels that all follow the same um, things that you're into and i'm sure you can find one or two friends that have similar beliefs and similar interests that you have and with that you can continue to enjoy those hobbies and passions and you also have a friend to um, enjoy that with so i think that's important as well to build a tribe Um, the next step that jonathan talks about is um, figuring out who you want to be so you have your virtues you have your goals you have things that you're not going to cross as a moral human being and basically if you aren't living up to this no matter how strong your conscious mind is it's going to be very hard for you to become happy so a lot of times with this you should basically sit back be aware of how you are living your life are you living your life because of what other people are telling you how to live your life or are you doing it because of what you want to do and so a lot of times with this you just have to figure out what you want what your goals are and then basically live accordingly to that type of person that you want to become Um, the next thing that he talks about is what he calls jobs versus a passion and uh, one of the things he says is that one of the easiest ways to become unhappy is to do something that you really don't like over and over and over again and i feel like you can do this temporarily if you're struggling financially and you need a, a way to make money for yourself it's a means to an end so you could try harder you could save up your money and then you can actually figure out and quit your job to do something that you actually do like Uh, doesn't have to be something that you're super passionate about but just something that can be tolerable at least and i think that so many people at such a young age are struggling because they have they feel like they have to figure out everything by a certain age and when you do that you're stressing yourself out because you're worried about what other people think of you that you're not truly following what you want to do to become happy because it's not what everyone else is doing and so i think life is way too short for all of us to be constantly doing something that we don't like so eventually figure out what you want figure out what you like and i think part of it as well is failing and 
you're gonna have to try so many different things thousands of, of different things but i think the second you find that one thing that you're really into it's going to be worth it that thousand failures right so i think overall um, the main topics that jonathan goes over is to focus on solutions instead of worrying so um, come up with a plan come up with something that you can do something actionable that you can do while um, something actionable that you can do while you are um, while you're stressed or while you're worried or while you're angry because worrying and being angry and being stressed out does not help you at all in fact it, it slows you down in terms of how like reaching your goals so uh the other things he talks about is too is like consciously um stay positive consciously notice being positive uh make sure you practice meditation make sure you journal exercise a little bit more um be a more loving partner uh building a community with friends and family finding other people that you're passionate about with similar interests uh be moral uh write down every day things that you're grateful for and also um write down things that you're appreciative of uh work on becoming the person that you want to be and then basically take the same actions to become that type of person so that's it for my uh what i learned on the happiness hypothesis by jonathan height i'll uh, see you guys in the next episode